Oh, it's Zach Yak, and I'm back after a long time of, uh, you know, a big break from the podcast. Sorry about those people who really cared. Um, but anyway, all that matters is I'm back with a brand new episode. I forget what my tagline is. Sorry, I guess I'll have to listen to episode one. But anyway, um, it's Saturday afternoon here. Uh, March 27th. I realize it's probably been about a year since I've made a podcast episode. And um, for a while I've been wanting to do it. I've been wanting to get back into it. There's something I feel like it sounds really weird because this isn't like a big mainstream podcast. But I don't know. Um, I just feel like I really wanted to get back into it. And just I feel like I'm going to accomplish something if I make another few episodes. So stay tuned. <clears throat> Anyway, I guess let's just jump right back into it. Um, First of all, the NFL free agency happened. So I realized that most of the people who listen to this podcast aren't really that into football. And that's fine. So I'm just going to fly through some of this stuff. Alright, so like I said, I'm just going to do a real quick rundown over who Minnesota drafted into the free agencies. Now, I suggest that if you are a football fan, try to narrow down or at least just pay attention to who your team drafted for the free agencies. The free agency is defined as a player who is eligible to sign with other clubs and franchises, not under any contract with any specific team. So a player who is still playing in the NFL, but they're not, they are not under any obligation from a team. Um... By the way, that source was Wikipedia. Um, Also, let's just give a top three of who the Minnesota picked up in the free agency. Out of Arizona, they picked up a cornerback, Patrick Peterson. I was really psyched about this one. Patrick Peterson is really good. Um, He's been around for a while. Um, And really, Minnesota needs another cornerback. I mean, their their cornerback position this year just really fell apart. Um, there was a few guys who I thought were going to be better who didn't, you know, who didn't pan out. Jeff Gladney, I think he's going to be a good player. I really do think he's going to be uh, a good cornerback, but it was just not his star rookie year this year. Um, a few other ones. Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, I think I'm saying that right. Dalvin, Dalvin Tomlinson, he's a defensive tackle out of the New York Giants. He's looking real good. And then also... Minnesota could no longer afford their linebacker, Eric Wilson, so the Vikings uh, signed on a linebacker out of Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Nick Vigil. I'm excited to that for that one because I think Minnesota does have a really good defense, but there's always room for improvement. Anyway, so that is the, the top free agents who Minnesota signed this year so far. Um... As of today, I do believe they signed someone else. Um, I believe it's a safety. Xavier Woods out of Dallas is the name of him. Um, I'm excited about that, too, because, once again, that's a defensive position. And I could see that's actually down the field defense, so that's more covering the wide receivers. Um, but I could see him being instrumental in building on a, on a defense that was honestly kind of weak last year. So uh, let's jump into some other some other stuff that um, I came up for today's episode. 
first of all, I guess just a little bit of a catch up. It's interesting because I was like sitting here writing out this podcast and I was like, wow, the last time I was into podcasting was during quarantine. And just just to let everyone know, people are still quarantining and rightly so. Um, you know, it's still out there, the disease or sorry, the pandemic is still going on. Um, but I am back to work. I think last time, my last podcast that I made, I wasn't working. I was unemployed. I have been back to work for a while. In fact, I made the jump. Can you call it a jump, though? (laughs) Because I kind of stepped down. Um, I went from commercial construction to uh, residential construction. And I now work for a company who remodels after fire and water damage. Um, I really like it. It's You know, I was a little bit unsure of making the decision, but I was like, let's just go for it and get it done and over with. And, um, you know, obviously I knew that I was going to have to suffer the consequences if I got into it and I didn't like it. Um, And it's played out pretty well. So uh, just for people who don't understand the difference between commercial and residential, commercial is obviously buildings, um, bigger warehouses, etc. Residential is homes and smaller living spaces and uh things like that um commercial you're usually dealing with metal which is why i was welding in commercial residential you're dealing more with wood and um really more more demo work and things like that for residential construction um we are not doing ground up construction with the company i'm working with we are doing restoration uh, which also kind of is almost like remodeling restoration like I said earlier if something gets damaged in a fire we go in and we fix it if something gets water damaged we go in and take out a wall and we fix it um, I really do like it I went from a 12-man crew down to a four-man crew and uh, it's easier to learn with the four-man crew it's easier to focus with the four-man crew and um, I might get into this a little bit later on it's less cutthroat it's a lot of teamwork that you're working with um, a lot more interaction, I guess, hands-on, and, um, anyway, it's just been real good. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, I'm still living in the same place, um, still renting. Uh, I didn't really talk about that too much. Um, everything is pretty much the same. I mean, going back to work has been real great. Also, I get paid more than what I did in commercial. So, you know, obviously that's always nice. And, um, yeah, life has been going good. You know, it went through a rough patch at the beginning of the year. I will say the end of last year and the beginning of this year, it was rough. But um, everything is back to normal now, it seems. So let's just hope it keeps on going that way. Okay, so let's get into some of these topics that I wanted to talk about today. First off, I guess this is kind of stemming off the football thing. I've been trying to get, be a little bit more open-minded toward things that I was really never into. And I don't know, I mean, I guess just uh, broaden my horizons when it comes to my interest. Um, and of course, sports is where I would start because I do like sports. I like playing sports. Um, I've talked about this before. And I just ne- was never really into anything except for football until I downloaded ESPN+. And now I'm... I'm getting into a lot of stuff, and um, I like it. It's a good experience. I've always been one the type of guy who could watch a sport game, any game, 
and pick out a team and just start rooting for them automatically. Um, that's just how I am. I like to watch a team win, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pick them. I could not know anything about that team. I could have no emotional ties to that team at all, but I would be rooting for them, and I would be excited when they win. Um, so anyway, that being said, um, I've established probably five years ago that I was a Cleveland Indians baseball fan. Um, I've gone to two of their games. Um, I do like, I like to play baseball. I never was really into watching it until recently. Today I watched one earlier today. It was really good. Uh, the San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles Angels was a really good baseball game. Um, right now they're in the middle of a spring training. But anyway, um, all that being said, I have been watching, paying attention to Cleveland and, um, that's been really good. I like baseball. I think there's a lot of anticipation between the moment that the pitcher throws that pitch and what the batter decides he's going to do with that pitch. I mean, he could swing for it, strike out. He could swing for it, hit it. He could let it be a ball and strike out. You know, he could let it be a ball and go against the ball count. So, um, I don't know. There's just something about that that intrigues me. Um, I also like watching them steal the bases. That's probably one of the most interesting, I guess, legal things in sports is that they're able to do that and some of those guys out there they do it real well um another sport that I've been kind of getting into um is basketball um I think this kind of stems off of a show documentary type thing that I saw on Netflix called Last Chance U Basketball about a basketball team it's college community college East Los Angeles community college basketball team who, um, you know, is really the underdog throughout the whole season, and somehow they make it. I really like that show. I really like the character, the characters in it, the people who played in it. And, uh, sorry, not played in it. They, well, they played basketball, but they're real people. Um, I just really liked it. And ever since I watched that, I've just really been into NBA and watching some of that. Once again, a few of the moments that I really like in basketball games are just the dunks that come out of nowhere or just the jog-ups that just, really just blow the other team out of the water recently i've been following the memphis grizzlies um i'm all over the place when it comes to sports team i'm a minnesota vikings fan memphis grizzlies are i guess i'm paying attention to now cleveland indians cleveland makes sense because that's closer and then of course i've always liked hockey um and the pittsburgh penguins are my go-to hockey team but anyway um i just think it's cool that i've just been you know, I've been enjoying uh, paying attention to those kind of sports. Um, there's a lot of sports out there. The other day on ESPN, they had fencing, which was pretty interesting to watch. I recommend at least watching one fencing match. Um, it gets intense, I will say. Changing the topic. Um... We can talk about um, what I've been experiencing because a few months ago, I decided to start getting into books. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start reading. I'm going to start reading more than I watch, uh, you know, a show or a documentary. And there's a few reasons why I did this. One of them is because I can take in a book and I can memorize something that I read from a book. Or I can base my more knowledge off of something that I've read in a book than what I can take in from a documentary or a docu-series or, or whatever. I don't know why. I don't know if a lot of people are like that. But I, I just, 
I've watched a lot of documentaries, and I really like them in the moment, but at the end of them, a few weeks later, I don't really recall anything that happened in it. A book is totally different for me. I can read a book, and I can really just memorize something that I read, and I can take it in better. Um, so anyway, all that being said, I was watching this documentary about pirates, and I was like, I really like pirates. I really like the era, and I think it's just really interesting to me. There's not a lot of books written about pirates, though. Um, there's really not, and it's kind of unfortunate. But I did I did learn a lot from the documentary, and maybe I'll go into it in another episode um, in the future. But anyway, I really like the documentary. And um, in fact, I liked it so much I actually wrote down notes while I was watching it, just so I because I knew I was gonna, you know, I was gonna miss out on some of the information that I could be taking in. All this being said, um, I started reading this book about Everest. I've talked before about how much I, I just am in awe about Everest and how much I've read about Everest and how much I try to, you know, just know about Everest. Um, I might get into that later on, too. We'll see. Um, but this one's called Into Thin Air. It's basically about a disaster in Everest. Um, it's a, it's about a, a expedition that just went really bad, and it, it had a bad, lot of traumatic results. Um, a lot of people died, actually, because of a rogue storm. And what's the most appealing to me about this story is that a lot of these, I, I believe about three or four of the guys who have made it up there, who, who died in the storm, had gone up Everest a few times and they didn't make it back down this just this one time because of that one storm anyway it's a pretty good read into thin air by john con crockower i wish i knew how to say that right he also wrote a book called into the wild which is also another great read about a a uh christopher mccandless i don't know how that just came to me but it did um who basically ran away into the alaskan wilderness died out there they found his journal entry this this author wrote a book about it that book is called into the wild so i guess i'm recommending two books right now by the same author into thin air and into the wild two great outdoor books by um just by a really good outdoor writer uh a few other books that i've been you know i've been getting into uh i have another book that i've been reading called the sinatra club this the interest for this book kind of stemmed for me because i really got into the gangs of london um i just i don't know there's just something appealing to me about crime <laughs> and people committing crime and especially back in the day i really like that time era as well the 19 the early 1900s um i believe it was the 1920s in London in the 1920s. I mean, London was booming. New York was booming. Uh, industrial cities. And there's just so much crime going on and just so much stuff behind the scenes that people don't know about. And a lot of what I've been reading about and a lot of what I've been looking at is, is families who are literally built off of a crime empire, are literally built off of moonshining, are, are built off of... Um, just these, you know, just the rivals and the gangs and stuff like that. It's it's pretty interesting. And it's the the Sinatra Club is actually about a, a former New York crime member 
I haven't read it yet. I can't talk too much about it yet. But um, once I read it, then I'll probably definitely be talking about it. I'll definitely be, uh, you know, yapping about it because it looks like a real good book and it's just something that's really captured my attention at this point. Um, anyway, all that to say, you know, reading is pretty good. It's There are some books that it's hard to get into, um, but if you look past that and you just really sit down and just read it, once you get going on some of this stuff, if it, it's something that interests you, I'm a big nonfiction guy. You could be a fiction person, um, but if it's something that really interests you, you can just keep on going and all that information is just stored in your head. Um, and, you know, there's there was one book that I read during quarantine, I believe I might have talked about it, um, Into the Night. It's basically about a, a, a crime, a gang, or sorry, a crime boss who ran it. Um, I believe his was in Boston, though. I don't know. It's been a while since I've read it. And um, there was a few quotes in that book that had nothing to do with the plot of the story. That had nothing to do with the subject. I just really liked the quotes, and I found myself writing some of them down. And I think that's what a good author can do, is he can just throw stuff in there like that. And um, it was just really neat, and, and it's something that they might quote in a TV show. They might quote it. But it won't stick with me in any way. I'm talking about me here. It won't stick with me like it would if I read it in a book. It was in words in front of me. Alright, so this next segment, I guess... I don't know, I've just been thinking about this recently. So I'm just going to talk about it. Also, I'm going to try to... Long story short, when I was very young, my dad got me this book called Pick Me Up. It's published by, uh, what's it called... DK, it's kind of a big, a big publisher of like textbooks and stuff like that. Anyway, this book is called Pick Me Up. It's it's a very colorful book. It's kind of for kids, but it also has a lot of information in it about random subjects. Um. So anyway, I'm gonna start a new segment where I just flip a page to it and I just talk about it. Um, and maybe I'll read one or two things off the pages. But anyway. I am I am a really bad sleeper. My sleep schedule is so sporadic and it really doesn't affect me all that much in day-to-day life. Um it's weird. I can go 2 hours on sleep and run all day the next day and be fine. If I go 8 hours of sleep, then I might wake up and I'll, I'll probably be pretty tired throughout that day. I don't know why, it's weird. Anyway, and then dreams. I could get into a whole topic about dreams, too. Here's some fun facts about sleep. Now, I kind of knew this, but I kind of didn't. Read right from the pages, once again, of a book called Pick Me Up. This is none of my knowledge. I wish it was. (laughs) I wish I knew random stuff like this, but anyway. In adult humans, there are two main types of sleep. Rapid eye movement, REM. I've heard of rapid eye movement before, um... Sleep comes and goes through the night and makes up about a fifth of our sleep time. During REM sleep, our brain is very active, our muscles are very relaxed, and our closed eyes move quickly from side to side, hence the name. This is when we dream. The second type of, the second type of sleep is non-REM sleep, which is when our brain is quiet but we move around. During this time, our body repairs itself after the wear and tear of the day. Each night, we move between REM and non-REM sleep about five times. 
Dream lasts for around 10 minutes early on, but get longer toward the morning, up to 45 minutes. So, I, I feel like when my alarm goes off at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm probably in non-REM sleep because I'm still drifting in and out of sleep, but I'm not awake. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's neat. Um, I've often wondered, like, really, what happens to our brain when it sleeps? And when I question this, not no one really knows for sure. Um, I mean, it could just be that our brains are on rest, but it's almost like, is this stuff unhealthy? Is it unhealthy for our brains? Um, how much sleep do we need? Babies around 17 hours a day. Older children, 9 or 10 hours at night. Adults, 7 to 8 hours. Bats. I love bats. I could go on about bats, too. I'm actually reading a book about bats as well, as on top of the one about Everest. Um, they sleep for 20 hours a day. Also, just a completely random fun fact. I guess, actually, I guess it's not so random, because bats kind of go into the whole sleep night uh, theme. Anyway... Um, they eat five times their body weight in insects a night. Obviously not nowadays because it's, it's still cold where I live anyway. Um, but in the summer you'll hear them flying around and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's pretty remarkable when you really step back and think about it. So anyway, that's about it of this episode. Um, sorry if it was a little bit lame. Hopefully I can, you know, focus more on making more episodes, get more listeners. Hopefully you guys enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and as the weather gets better, as the summer goes on, I'm going to be getting into a little bit more adventures. Uh, today, actually, I went to Dunkirk, New York, which is probably about an hour drive from Erie, Pennsylvania. And it was a really nice road trip. Um, I went with my dad and, uh, you know, we just went out there and checked out the town, explored a few things. Um, it's pretty cool because there's there's a lot of beaches out there and one of the beaches is behind like a huge giant power plant in the city and um, I've never seen anything like that and it was pretty neat and it's simple but uh, I don't know it's just something that just you know it's like wow it's a pretty rare setup it's nothing like here in Erie I mean obviously they have factories on, off the water here in Erie but there's no beach that runs behind a factory. But anyway, all that being said, um, you know, obviously the summer is going to come. I'm going to be hiking more. I'm going to be exploring new places and uh, stuff like that, which, I, you know, gives me more ammo for stuff to talk about. Also, I didn't realize that, um, I didn't make any guitar riff intro. So, as a way of, uh, I guess, replacing that from the beginning... I guess I'll play one on the way out. Um, this is actually a song I've been working on for a while. I'm kind of excited about. I'm not really good at writing lyrics for songs, but um, I really like this riff. signing off for now this is yak yak the uh i don't remember the tagline so i'll have to get back with you later on that but anyway this is zach yak hope you enjoyed